This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Well, the first story uh, that I have to share has to do with when I was a child, and it's really the first time that uh, I have... I I had any type of experience with anything like this. My father and I had moved into a home in a town of uh, South Elgin, Illinois, and uh, it was kind of an unassuming ranch-style home, and it was being rented out. And uh, so uh, we went ahead. I was probably six and seven uh, for the two years that we lived there, just under two years uh, at the time. And um, what was strange about this house, which was probably construction-wise dated to maybe the early 70s uh, was um, basically that it had uh, the shower in the house was in the basement. The bathtub was upstairs and the shower was downstairs. And so when we moved in, I would actually play downstairs too because the basement was fairly clean and and whenever friends would come over, you know, you want to be pushed down into the basement to, to make your mess. And whenever I was downstairs, again, I was probably six or seven at the time, I always felt creeped out. Now, basements in themselves are, are creepy, but this was rather modern and rather clean. But I always felt like someone was watching me, even at a young age. And uh, so didn't think anything of it other than I would tell my dad, you know, daddy, I I don't like the basement. So he never said anything and uh, he never really questioned, uh, you know, never told me, oh, honey, don't worry about it. You know, like most parents would do. He kind of just said, "Mm, well, that's okay. Play upstairs if you want to. So again, he would take a shower downstairs in the basement. So one day when the landlord and uh, the landlady came over to kind of just talk about the rental and how things were going, uh, my father, and he shared the story with me again later on when I was a little bit older, uh, because I always asked why we moved from the house uh, so quickly in the middle of our lease. Uh, he asked the owners, he said, well, you know, has anybody or did you ever have any experiences in the basement? Because when I go down there to shower or I'm going downstairs, uh, I always feel a very strong feeling that somebody is watching me. Now, as creepy as that is, watching somebody in the shower, but this was on a different level. And he would also share the story that my daughter also feels like somebody is watching her and she feels very uneasy in, in, in the basement. Uh, and apparently, according to his story, uh, the landlady started to cry and uh, they kind of fell silent. And then they shared with my father that their son, when he was a teenager, uh, actually hung himself in the basement. Uh, they came down and found him there. And that's one of the reasons that they actually moved out of the house and continued to rent it out. So thanks a lot for that disclosure before uh, my dad signed the lease. But uh, so that was really, really creepy. He knew nothing. My dad knew nothing of this. I didn't, of course, being so young. But uh, that is one of the reasons that they left. Uh, and after shortly after that, my father also broke his lease and we decided to move. Um Another story that I have that was was really, really creepy came actually from my brother and sister-in-law. They lived in a condominium uh, unit. Uh, it was uh, side-by-side condos, and this was in Lee's Summit, Missouri. And my brother-in-law, who is a Lutheran pastor, as a matter of fact, uh, he and his wife, um, after they had my niece, uh, started having, having major issues in the unit. 
uh, their their daughter, even as a an infant, a baby, would uh, their their crib that they had for her was actually in their master bedroom, and she would always have a hard time sleeping, which is you know nothing unusual when it comes to a baby, right? Well, as she got a little bit older to the point where she could stand up and kind of hold on to the railings, you know, when they they get to that point where they can hold on to the railings of the crib and uh, kind of look around type of thing and focus more and be more aware. Uh, She would, every time they would put her in her crib, she would just scream and they just chalk this up to her being an infant, her being a difficult baby and not wanting to go into the crib. But what happened is she got even a little bit older, maybe one and a half. They would not only find her crying, but they would find her in her bed, in her crib, kind of hunkered down in the corner of the crib. And she would have her blanket over her head as if she was hiding from something, as if something was scaring her. And she would always, when they would pick her up out of the crib, she would always have her focus. Again, she's maybe a year and a half always have her focus on the corner of the, uh, the upper corner of the room and uh, almost in the, the the wall up against where the ceiling meets the wall and they could never understand well as she got a, even a little older she would become even more violent when they would try to put her down for naps in the master bedroom because they use the spare bedroom for storage and, and such and it got to the point that when she was starting to talk she would be so fearful of going into their master bedroom that she just, it was beyond belief. Well, they started hearing noises in, in the condo. Um, my sister-in-law was home uh, home alone one night, and she knew that her husband was, was not there. Nobody was there. She heard doors slamming in the upstairs area, and she called out to see if Tim, that's my brother-in-law, you know, are you home? Are you home? Nothing, nothing. When they would go out of town, the next door neighbor condo in the condo that they were next to would say, well, when did you get back? Because we'd hear your television uh, come on uh, at all hours. And they even checked a couple of times to see if they had come back from the vacation, which they hadn't. Um, But probably the scariest part that actually made them pick up and move was when my niece was probably three uh, or so, and again, she she would not sleep in that room. She would never come down until they made a space in that second bedroom. But one day, uh, my brother-in-law and my niece, they were cuddled on the in the master bedroom on the bed, and she was just my niece was uncontrollable. She wanted to leave the room. She kept hiding under the covers. She kept looking to this one spot along the wall as if she was following something along the top of the wall. And 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 my brother-in-law Tim would say, "Well, honey, what do, what do you see? What is it you're afraid of?" And she just pointed to a spot on the wall, and she kept saying, "Him." him it's daddy man daddy man and tim would just like what are you talking about and basically if you have any conversation with her over the next week or so found out that this was the same daddy man as she called him that had been in the room watching her for the last few years so uh needless to say she was uncontrollable they picked up and they left. And the last thing I want to share with you is a story that I really, uh, my husband and I really, really find 
very fascinating. Uh, we were dating at the time. This was back in 1989. And we used to love to drive. This is in Illinois. We used to love our dates would consist of driving on country roads and just talking. I know, cheap date. And uh, we both enjoyed this after we go out to dinner or see a movie that we just go off into northern Illinois and take some of the back roads and, and just drive and talk and, and kind of get to know each other. Well, one time in particular, we were driving down this country road, or down this main thoroughfare, I'd say, out in the, in the country, and we turned off on this side road. No, no rhyme or reason, just took a turn. And we were talking, and there was never any lack of conversation between the two of us, never. And we were driving down this road, talking a blue streak. All of a sudden, we both, almost at the same moment, fell silent. For no reason. We didn't come to the end of a conversation. It wasn't an awkward pause. It was just in the middle of this conversation, we both stopped talking. And we took the rest of the road, which was probably maybe a mile and a half, completely silent. It was the dead of night. We came to the end of the road. We turned off onto one of the main thoroughfares. And I basically, without saying anything else, turned to him and said, did you see that? And he turned to me without skipping a beat and said, you know, just deadpan, you mean the guy sitting in the back seat? We had both seen a man and we both started to describe him sitting in the back seat, both at the same time, without talking each other into it. And that conversation, did you see that? And him answering exactly what I had seen. Now, what was fascinating is, Neither one of us said we actually saw it with our eyes. We saw it in our minds. We saw the man. It's not like even a feeling. It was a, It was seeing this person sitting in the back seat. Someone had hitched a ride in our car as we passed down this country road without physically seeing him, but we saw him in our minds at the same time wearing the same thing. And it's that lack of skipping a beat of just answering each other and the you know the dead silence that really is is quite amazing to us to this day. So there you go. Those are my stories, and uh, and I'm sticking to them. So pretty pretty amazing stuff. And I, I just feel there has to be something more to what to, to what we know here. And some of it's creepy, and some of it not so much. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.